You've dreamed of building a family, but the journey hasn't been easy. I'm Dr. Laura Shaheen, a reproductive endocrinologist helping people build families every day. On our new podcast, Baby or Bust, we'll be learning from both reproductive experts and people who have faced challenges just like yours. Join us every week for Baby or Bust, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Make sure to follow us so you never miss an episode. Tom Brady returns to New England for the biggest game of the year, and the stakes have never been higher at my bookie. Whether you're backing the Bucks or Pats this Sunday, the game is always more exciting when you've got money on it at my bookie. Get in on the action and take this game to a whole new level at my bookie. Both teams are sporting top defenses, and nobody knows each other better than Brady and Belichick. Slow and steady will win the race. Smart money, bet the under. Don't wait around. Join my bookie now and bet on the biggest game of the season. Use my promo code ZABE. That's C-Z-A-B-E and double your first deposit. Again, promo code ZABE to get double your first deposit with my bookie and start your winning season today. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie. Today on the Zabecast, it's a wild ride coming. 30 minutes or so of a buzzcast following around a golf with my buddy, Big Mikey O'Neill, celebrating his birthday. Notorious J.A.Y. joins me to help bury the Big Ben era in Pittsburgh, plus explain the shocking dysfunction of R. Kelly. Your 30 minutes, Zabe Express is locked and loaded, so buckle up and let's go. <laughs> Here we go. Wednesday, September 29, 2021. Thank you for downloading. This is going to be fun today. I'm feeling good right now. Thank God I got dropped off at my hotel after a glorious round of golf. In the late Indian summer, I think they call it, of late September here in the good land, Milwaukee, at the fabulous... Bristlecone Pines Golf Club, uh, part of the legend golf clubs run by the great Jack Gaudian. Uh, my man, Mikey O'Neill, turned some age, 53. He's my age. He's 53 years old. How did we get to be 53? I have no idea. His buddy, John Oaks, like an oak tree, one of the most fascinating golf characters I have ever met. Johnny Oaks is great because he has played in more than a handful of USGA sanctioned events, national events, mid amateurs, etc. You wouldn't know it by looking at him. He is not tall. He is not statuesque. He does not have six pack abs. He does not have a swing that you would say, Oh my God, I got to get a video of that. That's such a beautiful swing. He puts left-handed, left, I told you I was, I had a few cocktails afterwards. He puts left-handed, even though he normally, he originally started putting right-handed. He's right-handed, plays right-handed, puts right-handed. He puts lefty with a putter that is a one-off putter. It's called a rail gun. It's basically a square with three big bars going from the face to another plate on the back. It's like a square. Why does he putt left-handed with this weird putter that was made by some individual crazy putter maker in some shop somewhere? Who knows where? Because if he tries to putt right-handed, his nervous system starts going on tilt, and he can barely make a one-footer. I kid you not. He chips one-handed. Yes, because of the yips. And yet, he's still a great player. But what's great is he is a great guy to play with. He does not give a shit about the fact that he does all this to sort of compensate for losing his nerve along the way. This is a guy who has played in some of the highest level amateur events in the country. Doesn't give a shit. Funny guy. Great guy. Had a hell of a time out there at Bristol and Pine. So, as you can tell, uh, had a few. 
before we get get going and call Jay here, it seems like Friday's podcast last week hit a nerve. And by hit a nerve, I mean a good nerve. Wait, is that even a thing? I thought hitting a nerve was bad. It hit the sweet spot, apparently. couple of emails here to read. This one from Robert Thompson. Steve, I wanted to tell you that the, the latest Friday podcast with Paul Charchian was fantastic and one of your best podcasts ever. Sincerely, Bob. That was one of many that I received. Uh, this one from Brian Brandt. Zabe, it's been a while since I've written of it, and I've got a myriad of topics to lay on you. First off, last Friday's Zabecast was Chef's Kiss. Mwah! Perfect. Leading off with You Are Looking Live, Just Enough Mr. X, and a great variety of charge on top. It was so good, I listened to it twice. Introducing a buddy of mine to your show on a two-hour drive from Dayton on Saturday. He also says, I'm enjoying the return of the Dr. Feel Good Opens instead of the cold opens and getting right into the guests. Well, good. I'm glad I'm hitting that sweet spot for you. Yeah, it really was a good combination. Jay, who we're going to call here in a second, texted me to say, oh, my God, best Zabecast ever. I was like, what? He goes, the one with the church. And I go, oh, okay, cool. Why? And he laid it out for me. And I go, yeah, it was good. It was good. We had we had a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, Charch is the best. So that hopefully will be uh, Friday's thing. Also, get this. I don't know if I told you this on the podcast for Friday. I recorded Mr. X for about 35 minutes only to find that the equipment I had for one rare occasion, the Roadcaster Pro shit the bed. That's right. Did not record our interview. Oh, my God. The worst. Normally, it doesn't do this. I had some weird, funky, small memory space card in it, and it, no. So I called Mr. X back, and I was dead-ass tired. I was like, ah, I got to redo this. Let's redo what we did, but let's make it quick. 10, 12 minutes max. Bing, bang, boom. We did it. Probably the perfect length. Now, I don't know how Mr. X is going to handle if I cut him back to 12 minutes of run on a Friday, but still, I will have charge every Friday talking a little bit of fantasy and then whatever nerdy fun stuff charge wants to talk about after that. Be happy to do that. This one from Brian Delfield on Tuesday, Zabecast. Yesterday, thanks for continuing, Zabe, to highlight the COVID mandate nonsense and just how illogical and anti-liberty it is, especially if you've had COVID and recovered, which at this point, if you include any asymptomatic presentation, might be half the goddamn population. Good point. It's coming to a head, I think. Interesting and fascinating with the NBA, and there was an NBA player, uh, Jonathan Isaac, I believe, for the Orlando Magic, who gave the best, most rational, calm-headed, and reasonable explanation of why he's choosing not to get vaccinated. Good stuff. Try to play that for you. Andy Morin, my man Andy and Indy, regarding Terry McCauley, says, I couldn't disagree more with you. And your take on the whole Terry McCauley thing. The absolute thing I need the least these days is when watching a game is to have another talking head hop on and tell me that the ref's got a call wrong. What does that do other than confirm what I already know, that the refs are incompetent? I'm sure it would have placated a bunch of Wisconsin meatheads or cheeseheads to hear their anger justified, but it abs- adds absolutely zero to the broadcast. Instead, McCauley actually gave me some useful information that I didn't know about the official being instructed to position themselves differently around the play than in the past. Speaking of that, I know a certified, bona fide, MEAC 
football official. Ron Turner is his name. He has been on my golf trip once. I would have gladly had him back another time, but he was a late addition a couple of years ago, and we have a lot of people that buzz around the automatic invites. And he texted me to say, hey, Zabe, first time I saw this was when the back judge let people pass him deep. I thought he fucked up. Now we hear that's become their mechanic in the NFL. What a foolish idea, he says. I can't understand why this was done. Take the one guys who can see this stuff and allow them to intentionally take themselves out of position. Did someone decide the back judges are just too old and slow to keep up? Uh, Maybe your new Twitter pal, Terry McCauley, can explain it. Oh, it's good stuff. It was fun having Ron on the trip because I got to talk to him about being an official and what it takes. And he says, man, I I drive six hours to Ohio on a Friday night to get set for a a low-level Division I AA game on a Saturday. And then maybe I could pick another one up and he would talk about his schedule and he'd talk about how much they paid. It ain't shit, people. These guys do it for the love of the game. And, of course, they all would dream and wish they could make it up to the show, make it up to the NFL, but there's a lot of guys out there. Anyway, it was great to hear from him. Okay, let's call Jay, shall we, before this thing gets any further. Wow, we're 10 minutes in already. Okay, let's call Jay Cottrell. Where is it? I had it here handy. Uh, First of all, we got to get his music right. Jay without his music is not Jay. There we go. Nice. Hello. 23 minutes late. Please don't hammer me. I'm a little bit... Tuned up tonight. I was going to say, well, you, you're you're kind of cutting into my online poker time. <laughs> well, you, sir, were cutting into my after golf drinking time. <laughs> were you guys sitting around there jerking each other off about the Ryder Cup? Is that what you were? We doing? were doing what men do. We were busting balls, jerking each other off. And and offering up vague, oblique compliments about each other's golf game, which is really just our way of saying, I love you, man, without saying Without it. saying, I love you. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So, so I know everybody. Oh, I'll wait till you hit the. No, the here show. we go. You- Coming up on the post, everybody. Notorious J-A-Y. Close enough. Yeah, yeah. Right. Um, before we start, fuck you, Carol. Fuck Carol. <laughs> yeah. Fuck her. <laughs> Jesus. She would know good podcasting if it yeah. walked into her house and slapped her in the face. And it's not Carol Maloney who no. ever thinks that you're an idiot. No. So, but my, my one quick Ryder Cup thought, which by the way, I, I watched every single minute on Sunday. Nice. And... Um, you know who's the star of this? Well, there's two. There's two, I think. Uh, Colin Mc... Um, oh, God, I see Colin Morikawa. Morikawa. And Bryson DeChambeau came out as the darling of the Ryder Cup. He um, did. I'm glad you mentioned that, and we're going to talk about that in a second. But let's go to call Colin Morikawa. Colin Morikawa has been one of my favorites when he came out with this class of really talented guys in college, which included Victor Hovland, who he played on Sunday. Victor Hovland. (laughs) No, it would be funny. I know. Uh, uh, Victor Hovland, who, very popular European player from Norway, I want to say. God, I'm bad with all those countries. Norway, Finland, Sweden. Sweden. Whatever. Luxembourg. He came out. It was Morikawa. It was Hovland and Matthew Wolf. And I think all three of those guys have raised trophies on the PGA Tour with maybe the exception of Hovland. But they're all really good. But I was always a Morikawa guy because I'm like, this guy's swing is fucking buttoned up tight. And he just seems – he reminded me, Jay, of one of my best friends and my best man at my wedding, Andy Lee. 
and you've talked about him. Chinese-American, all-American kid, just positive, smiling, great fucking dude. Now, Morikawa is half Chinese and half Japanese. And, of course, all-American grew up in California. I don't know what that means either. All I know is he's a great golfer. He's great a ball striker. Great dude, just a great dynamic personality. I wanted to call him Mr. Fuji. No, we can't do that. See, that, no. that's the thing. Can't that's the that. thing. No. Okay, why, <laughs> why can't I call him Mr. Fuji? Everybody oh, needs oh, a good oh, nickname. Oh, no. All that shit has ended in 2021. Okay. And, one minute, and my other by the thing, way, was, By the way, here's the thing. Here's the hook. Mr. Fuji in wrestling was known for doing what, Jay? Throwing salt. Salt in your eye. Throwing yeah. salt in your eye. Mr. Fuji in golf, Colin Morikawa, throws birdies in your eye. Ah, ah. Nah, no? can't okay. do it. All right, fine. And who would, and there was, and to wrap this up, because I know people are like, oh, golf. Oh, fuck the, them. We'll the, talk the about other, The other golfer who is half Asian, who I'd never heard of before. Xander Shoffley. Oh my god! Because I thought he was black at first. I was. I was, I got really excited. <laughs> you thought he was Blake. Like, Griffin. Oh, you thought he was Blake Griffin, black. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh yeah, freckled, freckled half then, black. Right. And then I looked him up. I was like, shit, shit. Damn. We just had to settle on old Tiger Woods. <laughs> By the way, at the golf course I was at today, tomorrow they're holding a like a amateur tournament, some sort of two ball whatever, blah, blah, blah. And there was a young dude, young black dude, no doubt black, who had a kid-and-play haircut that was magnificent, Jay. (laughs) Skyscraper fro. And can I just say this, Jay? I loved it. Golf is a game for everybody. It's a game for all ages. Black, white, green, brown, everything, you know? Me and my boys still get together once a month and go play. Yeah, it's great. I mean, you know what's powerful about golf is that at the Ryder Cup, Jordan was there, right? You saw those pictures of MJ? I saw the, yes, yes. And also with Steph Curry. And Glenn Eunice. (laughs) Glenn Eunice. Glenn might have been there. Yes, he was. He was, okay. I thought he was. Okay, Steph, Steph Curry and Michael Jordan. You can't get a better endorsement for the values and the fun and the benefit of golf than Michael fucking Jordan and Steph Curry. It's great. It's great. Yeah. It's a game for a lifetime. It's great. It's a game well, to meet people. It's a game to bridge generations. It's a wonderful game, and it's a stupid game. It's an impossible game. It's a uh, frustrating game, but it's a game. It's a game that'll make you cry at the end of a stupid golf tournament that means nothing. You get paid zero dollars, and guys like Rory are crying afterwards. The here, fuck? here is here is golf rounded up into a nutshell. So I picked up golf in my late thirties, and my grandfather, who been pl- who wanted me to play forever, I, I think I had just got let go from some radio station. That, that's a shock. Oh and they, they paid me out, and I had the whole summer to do nothing. So me and my grandfather, who was about 90 at the time, we played golf at least three times a week. And it was the greatest bonding session ever. Yeah. And I was, just, I was getting better and better and better till one day I just put it all together and I beat him. And it was so funny because... I was kind of whipping his ass and he was doing stuff like he was doing stuff like your toes are a little too close. You know, he, but, and I finally beat him and I, I was just, I was like, Oh, I finally beat pop pop. And I, I called my mom and I said, mom, I beat pop pop. And she goes, yeah, that's great. He's 90 and just kicked me right in the fellas. And I was like, that's, that's great. Cool. He's 90. That's, you beat him when 90. he's 90. Way to yeah, go. Yeah. For those that don't know, Jay caddied for me at the the tour event in D.C. at Avenel when I was lucky enough to have a pro-am spot (laughs) flipped my way because of the radio from my boy Scott Abel, who was the tournament director. It was the Capitol Open that year because they were in between sponsors. And yes. it rained like hell that, that May, where there's like 26 out of 31 days of rain in May. We somehow got in nine holes that day. That's it, nine yes. holes. And yes. you caddied for me. You wanted a caddy. You said, I want to do this. And we had the great 
Uh, oh, Swedish Nicholas guy. Faust. Nicholas Faust. Yes. Faust. Who, by the way, great guy. Ryder Cupper. Ryder Cupper. Yeah. Since retired, by the way. Do yeah, you, of course. Do you, do you remember the line that he gave us? I Critzlog. Still, to this. Critzlog. Huh? I said, I said no, could you? Well, oh, sorry. Well, first of all, I said, give me a good swear word in Swedish for a bad shot. And he goes, Quitzlog. Okay. And I go, what's that mean? And he goes, shitty shot. And he said, <laughs> shitty shot on the radio in our post interview. I go, oh, boy, dump button. Well, you also asked him, because this was when I believe Tiger and Elon's marriage was just starting. And you you asked him, Nicholas, are there a lot of Alan Nordigans in Sweden? And he goes, there are scullions. What's his word? <laughs> scullions. Scullions. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. That's a, I'll never forget. And then the, the other thing I will, I will never forget, Gary Williams hit the worst tee shot. In the, I've ever seen in golf history, and I wanted to laugh, but Gary might have come at me with it with a club and beaten me. But it was the worst because he was in the group right behind us, and oh, he god. hit the worst tee shot. I was like, "Oh my god!" You oh my, suck. God. yeah, that was a fun time. That was great. Yes. Yeah, yes. Uh, Ryder Cup or uh, Nicholas Fast. Uh, so yes. so anyway, DeChambeau. Today, after the round, we're watching DeChambeau compete in this long drive contest in Mesquite, Nevada. Now, DeChambeau's long, but he's not long drive contest long, where these meatheads, they'll only put two out of ten balls on the grid. Right. But that's all it takes, and they hit him 440, 460. DeChambeau is like that 390, 410 range, right? And he's out there. We're watching him on TV after the round, and he brought his Ryder Cup bag to the long drive competition. And one could maybe say, what a douche move this is. But I said to my playing partners, I said, he's great for golf. I don't care if you don't like him. He's great for golf. And you saw the other long drive meatheads just light up, and they go to shake his hand. They're like, how you doing? I mean... He's not bad for golf. He's not. The the, the, the driving the green on two on Sunday was... I thought it was two. I'm sorry. No, it's number one. First hole. See, here's the thing. This is great. Our uh, uh, One of the hosts on our station here in Milwaukee, 97.3 The Game, uh, Kevin Brandt, KB, he plays a lot of golf. He said, how great is this? He said, you know when amateurs are asked, like, so what would you have on that hole? And they turn around to look back at the hole, Jay. And they point their finger in the air and they start doing the air counting, like one over the trees, two across, three in the bunker on the green, two putts. Imagine Bryson doing that. If if Sergio asked him, what'd you have? He'd be like, uh, one. One and <laughs> yeah. two. <laughs> Let's see. Yeah. Let's see. I hit my drive 360. It landed on the green and I made it the putt from 30 feet. That's an eagle. So one, two. Amazing. And, and- and my last thing, the Europeans are going to have to take it in the ass for about 10 years now, maybe eight, because all those guys are young. Well, you know what, though? We could have a tie try-on somewhere. Somebody might fall off. I, I, I don't know who it might be, but they're not well, making any more good young European players. Yeah, no, you're right. Uh, although there's guys, see, there's guys that are bubbling up under the surface. I don't know if there's some guy... I think he's South African, Jay, so he would not be eligible for the Ryder Cup team, but he uh, would be eligible for the President's Cup team, who is who is kind of like the European DeChambeau. He is ridiculously long and really straight, and he's like the talk right now of the golf world. Like, wait till this dude pops. He's going to blow people's minds. Okay. But that's the thing. But that's the thing. See, here's the thing about any sport, golf, basketball, football, the talent, it keeps coming, doesn't it? It keeps coming. That's what's that's what's fun about sports is the talent keeps coming. The talent watches the current stars and says, I can be that guy. In fact, I can be better than that guy. Right? That's that's why we love sports. Sports. Right. Yay, sports. <laughs> yes. All right. 
You've dreamed of building a family, but the journey hasn't been easy. I'm Dr. Laura Shaheen, a reproductive endocrinologist helping people build families every day. On our new podcast, Baby or Bust, we'll be learning from both reproductive experts and people who have faced challenges just like yours. Join us every week for Baby or Bust, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Make sure to follow us so you never miss an episode. SheFit. We're so over beach bodies and getting bikini ready. You should be empowered to wear anything you want, except a bad sports bra. You deserve better. You deserve a bra with fit and support like no other. It's time to experience the only sports bra that actually performs. Fully adjustable to fit your body with 50% less bounce than the Nike Pro. It's time to feel real support from SheFit. Save $10 today at SheFit.com slash 2022. Tom Brady returns to New England for the biggest game of the year, and the stakes have never been higher at my bookie. Whether you're backing the Bucks or Pats this Sunday, the game is always more exciting when you've got money on it at my bookie. Get in on the action and take this game to a whole new level at my bookie. Both teams are sporting top defenses, and nobody knows each other better than Brady and Belichick. Slow and steady will win the race. Smart money, bet the under. Don't wait around. Join my bookie now and bet on the biggest game of the season. Use my promo code ZABE. That's C-Z-A-B-E and double your first deposit. Again, promo code ZABE to get double your first deposit with my bookie and start your winning season today. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie. Before we get to too much sports, let's start with R. Kelly. Holy shit. Convicted on the first of multiple cases involving oh i don't know pick one sex trafficking you know uh, sexual assault kidnapping blah 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 facing 10 to life on the first conviction and there's multiple other trials still waiting what the fuck jay could not happen to a nicer young man <laughs> what is the pathology you got to wonder about the pathology of a guy who had the world in his palm, right? I mean, could have didn't need to do all this to satisfy his sexual desires. He would have women throwing themselves at him. Well, when you are a psychopath, you know no bounds. I guess you're right. And and I and my friend and I always say we can never understand the mind of a psychopath. So I can't go. Yeah, I get it. No, I mean, yeah. just which is just what you said. He could have had any woman. In the world. And now I just love how people are coming up with their stories of him with underage women. Like, it was Aaliyah. Um, he slept with Gary Sheffield's wife now when she was underage. Uh, it's just, it's just, there's, there's like a laundry list. What's his best song, I Believe I Can Fly? Oh, God, no. Um, if you ask um I'm a flirt is a great song. The one with him and T Pain. That's okay. my favorite. But okay. I but I feel bad listening to that now. Yeah, I was gonna say, does does this current wave of criminality yeah. affect your ability to I, actually watch or excuse me listen to R. Kelly songs? I mean, the Ignition remix, another fantastic song. But can you has, can you listen to Michael Jackson songs? And that's, I was just going to say, I still listen to Michael because I think there were some mitigating circumstances there. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> it's a complicated situation, right? Very much so, yes. Yeah. So anyway, R. Kelly is probably going to jail for... Forever. Yeah, he's, yes. he's, uh, he's our age, basically. He's like 53, I think. Yeah, and he's going to jail forever. <sighs> okay. Uh, what's next on our list of topics? I was texting you from the back patio at the golf the, course. The non-sports, the Sopranos versus the Wire. All right, let's go. You wanted to talk about this. A lot of hype for the upcoming Sopranos prequel movie, The Many Saints of Newark. Yes, I'm looking I think forward I'm going to, to see that next it. weekend. Okay, yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing that. However, I don't know if I'll really be that into it, but I'm excited for it at a certain level. You want to talk about Sopranos versus The Wire. I've got to admit, Jay, I still haven't watched uh, The Wire, well, which is an I was going to say because 
it was the first two television shows that I can remember that had no hero. There's right. nobody that you can root for and or feel sorry or compassionate for. Right. Not a, And I was thinking, I was like, Carmella? But I was like, no. No, no. Carmella, because Carmella, all Tony had to do was buy her something pretty or expensive, and she was good, no matter what he did. Oh, so, uh, you know, I, I listened to the Talking Sopranos podcast with Michael Imperioli, Michael Imperioli and Stephen Sharippa. Yes. And it's funny, they Stephen Sharippa's like, Carmella's character is the worst. She's a total fraud she wants to believe that she is ethical, but whenever the rubber meets the road, she flips in a hurry, you know? Oh, you know what? Tony cheated on me. Guess what? I'll let him back in the house as long as he stakes my claim for this stupid spec house. Yeah. Or that buys she wants me a new build. coat. Or right. Buys or me buys a me ring. a new Porsche or whatever. Yeah. 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 Carmella might be the, the, the even worse than Tony. Tony was at least straightforward in his psychopathy. But then you know he killed his nephew, which we, which we can. But, uh, but but his nephew was is already maybe on the verge of dying anyway in that car accident, and his nephew had caused him a lot of fucking grief. And you know, it, but it was just the fact that again, the two shows, the only two shows I can remember at that point that there was no hero. No, absolutely not. So I, I've always said. I get the sense the wire doesn't have the level of humor that the Sopranos. Oh, yes, does. it does. But see, it does. Okay, it does. Yeah, okay. because Omar had some funny moments. No, there was there was some humor between um, the Jimmy McNulty character and the Bunk Moreland character played by um, oh God, Wendell Pierce and um, I can't remember the guy that maybe played McNulty. Anyway, they Whatever. had a lot of funny lines. No, it was some. It was some funny ball busting humor. No, it, it was. It was. Now, I wish you would. You have to sit one day. Golf is over. The Redskins season is over. <laughs> then you can sit down and you can That's sit down. <laughs> you can sit down and watch season one of The Wire. And it's been funny. The shittiest season to me is season number two, where they take it to the uh, port of Baltimore. I hated it. And it's the most watched season. Okay. Well, fair enough. How many seasons? How many seasons is the wire? Six. Okay. About yeah. six. I don't. I don't like to play the game of which one is better because I think they both belong in the pantheon of great capital G television. They're one and two, but I don't know who's one and who's two. But like today, I was watching the episode where they killed Vito. Oh. And but the thing about the Sopranos, anything could take a turn. In like three seconds, it's because if you remember, some guy comes into Satriali's and he's given uh, Sil some money, and he makes a joke about Vito, and the guy making sauce turns around and lets it go. <laughs> I know. He then makes another joke about Vito. They go, "No, you're on a no! roll." Now. Right. And then he makes a third joke <laughs> about the it. guy making sauce and Vito, and they stab him to death. It turned quickly. It, it was. <laughs> It did, it yeah. did, and 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 part of that is you know they wanted to portray these these mobsters, these tough guys, as incompetent stooges, full of all kinds of you know uh, insecurities, and but and be was... very fucking stupid in how they are. You know what's funny is that uh, I was listening to a recent episode of the podcast with you know talking Sopranos. They said about the Russian guy that they took out in the woods and Pine Barrens easily acclaimed. Pine Barrens, yes. Pine Barrens, the greatest episode in The Sopranos as acclaimed by most people. But they said that one of the writers pitched to David Chase. Chase. I always get him. David Simon the Wire. David David Chase. Chase, The the Sopranos. Sopranos and David Milch Deadwood, which is one of, again, that's the holy trinity for me, but I know that Deadwood is a acquired taste. Never a, seen it. A, I know it's a it's a niche thing. So um, they said that they had pitched to uh, to David Chase. Why don't we have like Sill come into the Russian guy's office to collect money on his route, and then see this guy sweeping, sort of this mentally retarded guy sweeping the floor, where you see half of his head blown off 
And then he turns around, and you see it's the Russian that they shot in the woods, and he stares right at, not Syl, I guess, but it would be, you know, uh, Pauly. Pauly. He would would look right at Pauly. There'd be this great moment of tension, but because he had half his brain blown out, he wouldn't recognize him. See, when they got to artsy, those were the, like, the the Kevin... The Kevin what the Kevin Milligan was that his name when he had his heart attack and there was a whole thing he was another he was another oh guy. right right like, right the dream sequence like, yeah it was like so, Kevin so, something so that was pitched to David Chase to say we got to pay off this untied loose no. end storyline yeah you're like no that's exactly that's exactly what David Chase said. He said as soon as it was pitched to him like we got to pay it off this way, wouldn't that be great? He goes, "No, nah, fuck that. I'm not here to service the fans. This is not fan service. I'm not here to give them what they want, basically." Awesome. 100%. 100%. So anyway, I I wouldn't want to rank Wire versus Soprano. There's a, they're both in but the you, echelon. But again, you you haven't seen both. So I know. I you can you cannot vote. Sorry, we have to take your vote away. <laughs> I'm not voting. I'm not voting. Yeah. I'm sure they're both great. Okay. Here, here, here's what. Here's the thing: is these were two shows that said television, television can be great. It can be insanely great. It can be grippingly great. It can be so good. You say to yourself, "Wow, what am I watching here?" Yeah. Right? And, and I, I, and I'm biased against the wire too because that's the only television show that I literally can say been there, been, been there, there, done been that, there, right. been there. Yeah, you you know the Baltimore ecosystem very well. Yes, yes. Oh, that's the place where dude shot. Oh, I was there once. Uh, yeah, it's it's it. and I think that that puts it in the first for me. But I've been watching The Apprentice every day when I get home from work. I sit and watch like. Uh, I, an episode or two, and I'm like, I forgot how much I love. I, oh, the 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 episode with the um, where he had the dream about the Italian uh, neighbor. She she was, and then turned out to be she played the Italian mobster in Italy, but he had dreamed about her Ooh. like years before. Remember that one? N- no. Okay, well, the, he had a dream about it was right after. He had food poisoning. And oh, he, right, 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 right. Now I remember, yeah. And he had a dream about the girl who was supposedly staying at the Kuzumano's house. And I was like, <laughs> this show, by the no, but no, one thing the Sopranos had over in 98% of the shows ever, the hottest women ever oh, graced God. that show. Graced that show. Annabella Ciora. Oh, me, Mark Stern and I had a, a, a outright loud argument over uh, Annabella Shiora and, um, oh, my God, what's the chick from? Valentina um, La Paz, who was um, the horse the horse girl? Yeah, yes, yes. Yeah. And uh, I love Annabella Shiora. I'm sorry. But um, Julianne Margulies. Julianne Margulies, yeah. By the oh. way, she was a guest on the Talking Sopranos podcast and talked about how she came into the role and, you know, what she had done to play it. Julianne Margulies talked about Jay how she turned down $6 million a year to do another two seasons of ER and oh, how wow. much shit she got from the media and from the entertainment press. But she explained it. She said, look, they were dicking me around. They weren't giving me a good offer. And I had already promised this friend who runs some theater in Prague Oh, my God. That I would do a run of their shows, and as soon as my contract ran out with ER, and I felt like I had to withhold that, I had to uphold that promise. She said, look, I'd already made enough money, more money than I thought I would ever make acting at this point. And so, you know, she talked to her dad about it, and her dad said, well, what does your gut say? And she said, my gut says, go fulfill my promise and do what I wanted to do. And she said the shit she got for turning down that much money, it was like, who does Juliana Margulies think she is? Like, she'll never work in Hollywood again. Well, she was sort of out of the mix for a while, but came back with a smash hit, The Good Wife. Well, she's 
Oh, she's always she's on, on my uh, she's always on my sixty four man roster. Cause... Oh, absolutely, man, yeah, absolutely. But... So, anyway, okay. Uh, pivot. Oh, char- you, oh, oh, you in charge? You in charge? Let's talk about the the charge cast. I just read a couple of emails. Apparently, a lot of people really liked Friday. Yes, because what did you like best. about it the most? Because when he talked about going to the arcade with one quarter, and by the way, I don't believe Charge lied about that. I be- I really believe he went and played one quarter on on, on Defender, and I just like and he's 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 so great on radio. Like we're you know he if you give him he's like Sean Kemp, you just throw it up and Charge will bring it home. Yeah, it, it is. Mean? It is funny. I, I I don't know if he's exaggerating. To me, a twenty-minute bike ride each way or more with one quarter to you feed have, into the Defender machine is the most insane thing ever. Because that no, game, no. that game is not going to last very long, guaranteed. In the nineteen eighties, Dave, we did a lot of stupid shit. Because we, stupid we shit had, or great yes. shit? Well, great shit. Character building it, shit. Like my, my, my friends and I, we saw each other for the first time about a month ago, and we laughed because we would the, uh, in our in our development we didn't have a tennis court, but the development to the left of us across three hundred one had a tennis court. Ooh. So, so that would be Route three hundred one for those who yes. don't know. So we would run over Route three hundred one. To play tennis on <laughs> a, a major fucking highway, and no, I mean, yeah, just to play fucking tennis. Yes, uh, we have several black males with tennis rackets oh, running no, no, across no, no. three hundred one. It's multicultural. Okay. Multicultural, blacks and white together playing. Uh, tennis. We have some yeah. youths running across three hundred one yeah. to play tennis. Uh, send yeah. some squad cars over. Yes, and this is like we were like, you know, that was kind of stupid, and I'm like, yeah. I know, but we were 12. Well, you so, know, in high school, I had to organize street hockey games on tennis courts at the McLean Community Center because nobody was playing tennis like when it turned into winter, like December, January, right? And we'd use the tennis courts sideways because you had the fencing and the nets that served as one of the sort of dasher boards, as it were, and we'd play street hockey on the courts. But it took convincing other people to come you had to have for some guys who didn't have sticks you had to like have extra sticks for them to use and then you had to set a time when are we going to play couldn't text each other either i was, I was going to say there was no email or text no but, no you had to like make sure to go hey uh jeff wilson are you going to be there 30 yeah right are you going to be there at 4 30 on tuesday we're going to play some street hockey but it 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 was great. It was it was natural. It was organic. It was good stuff. Charch is of that generation as well, and uh, he, he he loves all the nerdy shit and and whatnot. He, I just laugh at that. I just could. I was at I was at work and I was checking emails and I was just laughing my ass off. And then he gave you that video of the clown. Yes. By the way, that guy was fantastic. I because I looked up a couple more videos. I've already forgotten his name, Mister Peeper's Sad Time Hour or something like that. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. I just said Sad Clown, but sad. but he, but I mean that's I'm sorry. I, I laughed out loud at Charge and I just Charge think, is good. I'm going to make Charge, Charge a regular on Fridays. And you know what? I hope I pray Carol doesn't like Charge on Fridays because what do we say around here? Sh- Fuck well, Carol, Carol. But I think it's just me. Which I'm glad about. No, a lot of people say fuck Carol. No, 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 they do. I just, I just love it that, that on what, what days is it's going to air Wednesday? I guess she will not be listening because she'll see me and go, go right, fuck I'm out. All right, exactly. We don't need you. You're one person. Hey, uh, it is the anniversary today of Lane Kiffin sending out Sebastian Janikowski for a 76-yard field goal attempt. Almost as stupid as. Coach White Privilege sending a kicker out for a 66 year. I'm sorry. That guy That'd is be, so stupid. All right. That would be 3 0 Arizona coach Cliff with a K, Klingsbury. Can we say that it was lucky that, 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 the, that they're 3 0? Because he is not a good head coach. Can we, he's got a, he has a, 
He has a might be superstar quarterback. They've got three stud wide receivers. Three now. They so, do. By the way, let's take a moment here, Jay, to appreciate Kyler fucking Murray. Hmm? I, I didn't think he'd be this good because he's 5'11", but he's a stocky 5'11". He's really good. I, he's really good. He's really good. He's fun as fuck to watch. Yes. And what's great about him is he's a true one of one in that there's yes. no replicas. There's no uh, precursors to him. He is a tiny jitterbug run around. You can't catch him, but with a big fucking arm and knows the game of football player. And it's crazy to think that he was actually having to bluff the entire NFL into playing baseball so that he would get drafted where he belonged in the first round. I I can't. Everything he's done so far, I've been mildly shocked, but he was this good. And unlike Patrick Mahomes, Kyler Murray was like this much of a stud in college. Patrick Mahomes was a Texas Tech, and you were like, I right. don't know. Right. He was at Patrick Mahomes like, eh, okay, you're good, but man, that league is outdoor arena football. It's, yeah. it's Kyler Murray is a <laughs> was a Kyler Murray's really good. And I'm just gonna, you know, that's yeah. a overstatement, but So anyway, so yeah, Kingsbury sends out his kicker for a sixty eight yarder. It fails miserably, turns into a pro version of the kick six. Kick six, yes. But then but then Justin Te- Justin Tucker, the goat of kickers makes a 66-yarder to win the game. I was getting ready to call one of my boys, and we were going to gloat about the Ravens losing, but I waited because <laughs> when they – by the way, the 4th and 19 should have been whistled because the they went like two seconds Play after clock. the clock went off. I yeah, know. but I know. But they completed it, and I said, uh, I think Justin Tucker can make this. I, swear, I And I didn't call him. And God damn it if he didn't. Justin Tucker is the star of that team. Um, it, he is the most moneyest kicker I've ever seen in my lifetime. He, and it's not not even close. He is bonkers. Remember the game in which he made a long field goal to win, but it hit the stanchion, the support post, and bounced backwards back into the end zone? So I think it, that, so it that looked wasn't him. like. That wasn't him. I thought that was, that was against. Him. That was against the Ravens. Somebody beat them. Okay. on that play. I can't remember. I remember, I had to work that night. It was a Thursday night game. I can't remember who the hell it was though. But basically, yeah. they it it bounced in a way. You're like, what the fuck just happened? Yeah, it went over, but hit. It the went back over, part. but it hit the curved support post and came and then back out. Karen backed out, and they were yeah. not supposed to be able to use replay. To look at did. that, but they right. looked up at the stadium jumbotron. And they're like, "Oh yeah, that went in. Never yeah. mind." Yeah. yeah, it is. Yeah, but it reminds but, but, me. But, yeah, it reminds me of this great Mad TV sketch about the delusional football coach. Do you remember this? I don't remember this one. Here, take take a listen to this. Hold on a second. Where's my audio here? Sound. Click road. Everything we could. It's it's a tough loss for this ball yeah, here club. Here we go. Here we go. Before I take any of your questions, I just want to say. Uh, By the way, were you a fan of Mad TV? Not really. Nah. It it was it was like drinking uh, or eating cheese nips. <laughs> right. It was the off-brand comedy. Wasn't Jim yeah, Carrey? Wasn't yeah. Jim Carrey on it though? No, he was on in Living Color. It was oh, like eating. Right. It was like eating Hydrox cookies. <laughs> it was the Hydrox cookie. All right, here's Mad TV. Put our hearts out there today. You know, uh, did everything we could. It's it's a tough loss for this ball club. We fought hard till the end, but we lost. And you know what? That's football. So uh, it was a close game, and I think the score shows that. If you can win by not scoring any points, right, good game, fine. Yeah, yeah uh, Coach, how do you respond to the critics that call you a loser? I say, uh, I just say, look at my record as head coach and shut the hell up. Your record is zero and one hundred and thirty-eight. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Uh, 
Uh, today marks the 53rd consecutive shutout by 80 points or more. Is there anything you would have done differently? Not a thing. No. No. You, <laughs> to the game plan. you don't change it in the game just because you're down 40 or 50 points. <laughs> Coach, can you explain why in the second quarter uh, you had Greg Graciano That's attempt a 98 right yard field goal? Yeah. <laughs> I thought he could make it. Well, has he ever made one before? Not to my knowledge. <laughs> Is it? That's how some of these coaches think. Like, is that really a percentage play? People are slaughtering Mike McCarthy for his clock management on Monday night. Uh, Mike McCarthy, I'm not a smart man. Did you see what he did in the Eagles-Cowboy game? Okay, so for those that might not have seen it, Eagles have the ball deep in their own territory at like the twenty four. And they've got a second and 31. And the Cowboys have two timeouts in their back pocket. They just hit the two-minute warning. And so on second and 31, they throw a short pass for seven yards to cut it to third and, like, 24. Mike McCarthy and all's genius does not call timeout. On third and 24, they complete a pass for like 19 yards to bring up fourth and five. He still does not call a timeout. The Eagles let the clock run down to the point where they called a timeout to get the punt team on and punt it away with 20 seconds left. And then Mike McCarthy takes a knee. What the fuck? Did, did Packers fans dislike him greatly? no not until the end and i was the lone voice in the final two plus years going this guy's killing you like he lost me after the seattle collapse i said i'm sorry this guy doesn't have the killer coaching instinct to close out games and to win when it matters but you know packer fans are he's got his own street in green bay by the way you win a super bowl you get your own street that's how it okay. works. Well, good for but you. I, I use the Ace Rothstein theory on this, like in Casino. You know, when he's talking to the county commissioner and his nephew is like, look, either, oh. either, either he was he's in too on stupid it. He's or either, he's too stupid to realize it. Yeah. He's either in on it or he was too stupid to understand it. Either way, and this is the key phrase, he said either way, he jeopardizes the whole operation. That's how I feel about Mike McCarthy. No matter what good he has as a coach, he jeopardizes the whole operation because in the playoffs, you're going to have to win a game with really nimble strategy, right? Uh, but by the way, Dak Prescott looked really good on Monday night. He's nice. He's, he's a he's, nice I, fucking player, man. I, I would I would love to have a quarterback that young and spry. Yeah, which brings us, before we get to fuck that guy, to the imminent demise of your Pittsburgh Steelers under Ben Ben Roethlisberger. The Big Ben no, era. No, no, we're going to be bad for about six years because they're not making any, you know, Trevor Lawrence's that I can see on the horizon. Well, and I watch, I watch Lawrence, a lot of college football. Trevor Lawrence hasn't looked good so far. Neither has Zach Wilson. Well, Trevor Lawrence is no. in a bad situation with a bad coach. I know. Neither <laughs> None of the rookie quarterbacks look good right now. Except for Trey Lance, who's getting about four carries a game, max. And and, and they're cheering like he's, you know, <laughs> just, yeah. I know. But I, I would love to have a young, I mean, when I'm throwing all my eggs into the Dwayne Haskins uh, basket, that shows you how bad it is. It's it's going to be really bad because the line sucks. Yep. The defense is good, but they've got about two more years left. So when they're done, it's just Mike Tomlin, well, the Steelers have never fired a coach. So I don't know how this is going to end. Wow. Steelers have had how many coaches? Three coaches in history. Since 1970. Since 1970. Not the history of the franchise, but since 1970, three coaches. And And they've never fired a guy. And Mike Tomlin has had zero losing seasons. Mm. So I don't know how you can fire the guy. He's going to have to leave on, you know, because Chuck Noll had a six and ten, Cower had a seven and nine. I think he had a four and tw- or a he had a 
bunch of five and no. He had a bunch of six and tens also, seven and nines. Tomlin's worst record is eight and eight. There does seem to be the need for a a, a cleaning house. And and it's not necessarily Tomlin's fault that Big Ben is now pretty much not operative. The, the, The clip of Big Ben stumbling, rolling out to his right last week, did you see that? Yes, I well, I watched yeah. the game. I, I I recorded it after I watched. I watched it after I watched the Ryder Cup, which you'll love that. Yeah, yeah. I mean that 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 is that's Willie Mays stumbling in the outfield. <laughs> stumbling, yes. Where, it was where you say to yourself, "Okay, bro, it is over." Over, yes. As my friend called me and he goes, "What about Big Ben?" I said, "He is white rice on Sunday, cooked." <laughs> oh well. Uh, they come to pit. They come to Green Bay this coming Sunday. We will be there. I'll be there with my boys, Josh and Getter. Got a ticket for you if you want to come. You ever uh, seen Lambeau Field? Want to get a wish. flight to Milwaukee? We'll drive I you wish. up. We'll drive you back. What do you mean we wish? When no, you bogged down I'm, by I'm, by trucking duties? Come on, yes, man. Yes, I'm actually. I'm going to Lynchburg uh, on Friday. Okay. Yeah. All right, time to wrap it up today. Great run. Let's go with FTG. I'm Fuck not that a good guy. guy. I'm the guy. <laughs> Fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. All right, Jay, who is your candidate today? Well, it's not any one person, but I saw several media members taking shots at the Mannings, and I'm like, you can go fuck yourself, because this is the best <laughs> this is the best thing Monday night has seen since Howard Cosell. They are awesome together, and I loved it, and I will never stop watching that broadcast now. No, it's really good, and apparently it's going to take a break for a couple of weeks. Because Peyton doesn't want to like games that like Tom Brady does, he doesn't want to do those games. That, that's that's what I the heard. reason? That's what I heard. It's like some quarterbacks he doesn't want to do because he doesn't want to criticize or something like that. I I had heard something about that. Interesting. They're apparently going to be back week seven. So they're going to take a three-week break. But I I love it. And Eli is actually the funniest out of both of them because he makes fun of Peyton's head all the time, which is even funnier. (laughs) His eating habits as well. They brought on their dad for the broadcast. Oh, my God. It's fucking good. It's really good. So, for those who want to throw shade at the Manning cast, you say... Fuck those guys. All right, so my FTG goes to whoever designed the refrigerator in my hotel room. Why? Because it has a control dial inside... That reads as follows, Jay. <laughs> High, middle, low. <laughs> High, middle, That's low. Funny. What the fuck are these settings? All I want is the coldest this mini fridge can possibly go. So is it high cooling or high temperature that's funny that's funny it's in english make <laughs> make it cold colder and coldest <laughs> I, and i don't have six hours to set it to one extreme and go okay let me judge How's that feel? Oh, no, that must be the lower setting. Now let me wait six more hours and put it on the other setting. Oh, that's too funny. Does anybody proofread this shit? (laughs) High, middle, and low. Useless fucking information. So to the engineer who designed this fucking fridge, fuck you. Oh, and by the way, Bill Cosby has chimed in saying he thinks R. Kelly got railroaded in his federal sex crimes trial. As the kids like to say, Jay, maybe cause you should sit this one out. out. Yes, yes. (laughs) All right. We'll talk to you next week, Jay. You're the best. Thank you, bud. 
Tom Brady returns to New England for the biggest game of the year, and the stakes have never been higher at my bookie. Whether you're backing the Bucks or Pats this Sunday, the game is always more exciting when you've got money on it at my bookie. Get in on the action and take this game to a whole new level at my bookie. Both teams are sporting top defenses, and nobody knows each other better than Brady and Belichick. Slow and steady will win the race. Smart money, bet the under. Don't wait around. Join my bookie now and bet on the biggest game of the season. Use my promo code ZABE. That's C-Z-A-B-E and double your first deposit. Again, promo code ZABE to get double your first deposit with my bookie and start your winning season today. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie. Bye-bye now. There you go. All right, that's it for me today. Thanks for putting up my slurring. I had a good afternoon. Great time. Thanks for listening. Thanks for being a subscriber if you are. We'll see you tomorrow, folks.